that's good to be back. We're going to get things back on track now. Don't get an inkling that this podcast is on the way out. No, this podcast is never going to die. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. No, Dan's made a fucking mockery of this once great podcast. But... Um... <laughs> Maybe we'll have to legislate Dan's relationship. <laughs> Dan, you know what to do. Hello, welcome back to episode 11, season 5, How Not To Be An Arsehole. Everyone's in a great mood. Kaya's off, <laughs> Kaya's off doing hot girl shit and Dom's off doing... Uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, old, shit. Yeah, old, old art boy shit. <laughs> um, hello Sam, hello Dan. Hi. We might, we might make it a snappy one this week because... Sounds good, sounds ev- good. Everyone's depressed. Yeah. Why? Why are uh, you depressed? What's happened to you this week? I just got depressed for you. But um, I'm I'm uh, I'm actually coming out of a fog. That Champix shit was horrible, and I just like. Have you? Have either of you ever taken antidepressants before? Yeah. No. Fucking. Yeah. I think it's essentially the same shit. So it just like. You can't feel intense like sorrow or despair, but you also can't experience joy, which is fucking worse. Oh, no, I don't, don't want any of that. I feel like yeah. my life is a sixty to forty ratio of either I don't know <laughs> Katy Perry or Florence and the Machine. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm in, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. I wouldn't yeah. use those colours for anything. Nah, exactly, man. I think you know, obviously. For people who don't have a decent balance of that, then I think there's probably some merit for certain individuals. But like, I'm, I'm not balanced. trying to discredit real neurodivergence either, where people like actually have chemical yeah. imbalances and need to be taking prescription medication. Yeah, exactly what, what I fun. exactly what I was trying to say, but I don't have neurodivergence in my vocab. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, so last time I quit smoking, I just did it without any aids or anything, and um. The thing that the thing that really kind of spurred me was exercise, and so I was trying to do that this time, but I had no motivation, and I just felt shit when I was exercising. And it's like because my pleasure receptors weren't open, like I wasn't yeah. getting wasn't getting any of the benefits, so it was just fucked. That sucks. That's yeah. actually garbage. Oh my yeah. god, I'm so sorry. Well, my oh. best friend's mum was taking Champex for a little bit, like a few years ago, and she ended up. Like she was, she was in a really like satisfying relationship with a guy, and then because he was a smoker, and the whole thing is it's aversion therapy and um, mm. creates like a, a physical repulsion towards tobacco <laughs> smoke. She ended up, you know, pairing those feelings with him as well because he was still oh. smoking. She was like, no, I can't, I can't do this, and so basically had to end the relationship because the <laughs> the champex worked too well. <laughs> Fuck, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not nice stuff, man. And like I, I came off it. I just didn't take my pill yesterday morning and just instantly like I imagine a lot of that psychosomatic, but instantly I had energy again and motivation. Like I got fucking nothing done for the last couple of weeks and that was obviously bogging me down as well. But Yeah. Nah, never again. I think uh, I'm gonna rely on my own uh the word volition to to quit smoking and it's not easy i definitely have been um i've been the polar opposite this week where i have been smoking a pack a day but i'm gonna allow myself this grace period and then next week i'm gonna get back to you know at the very least cutting down yeah 
it's so hard. Yeah, oh, it's did, not fucking easy. Speaking of that, did did anyone see the thing about apparently the government's planning to take ninety five percent of the nicotine out of cigarettes in New Zealand? Oh wow, that's kind of amazing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I was kind of unsure how to feel about that because on one hand, you know, it's like for people that can't quit, then that becomes a very costly exercise in trying to get their nicotine fix. Mm. Well, they'll just have to wear patches while they're smoking. Yeah, but it also seems like uh, that would... Because I was imagining myself and I was like, ah, I think I would just definitely quit at that point. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, guess, totally. <laughs> I guess it's, it's yeah. not the same for anyone. I guess there's some people it will affect negatively. I guess in, in the end you'd have to kind of weigh up the cost-benefit afterwards, after it was implemented, but... So, yeah. After you've come out of like psychotic withdrawals, that sort of thing. Oh, just for, for the overall population. Yeah. Like who benefited, who uh, was negatively affected by the change. And then. I could say, oh, like, I wish I'd never started, blah, blah, blah. But actually, if it was cheap and not cancerous, oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Do you know what yep. I mean? Like, I love it. I love smoking. Oh. Well, I saw, I saw a guy because he was opposed to the change. And he was mm. posting about studies done with nicotine on elderly people. So people with Alzheimer's and just elderly people in gen- general. And apparently it improved their recall. There's a, um, God, this sounds like we're being sponsored by Marble Red or something. But um, <laughs> there's like, there, there, there's an idea though. Like they certainly got money. Um, yeah. oh, there's, uh, there are studies about how nicotine consumption stimulates uh this brain secretion called acetylcholine, which is like a, a secretion that does just kind of help with overall cognitive function. Yeah. Um, so it's not like a um, like a stereotype, like, you know, some kind of bedraggled savant rider who's like chain smoking Virginia Woolf in the corner, you know, it's actually like, there's, yeah. a, there's a correlation between oral, oral fixation, nicotine and cognitive function. Fuck, I was just thinking, I was like, Sam seems, wait, it might not be a horny episode this week because Sam doesn't seem horny, but then you just said secretions and oral fixation and, <laughs> and, and clinically, one, clinically. one stanza. Um, Dan, we used to know someone who was like shadily sponsored by a cigarette company, didn't we? Like I certainly did. I'm wondering a if... A girl? Can't remember who it was, but yeah. Like, like a promo girl who'd like... Uh, Actors stand like downtown selling durries, like nah, nah. a giant cigarette as a prop. Nah, it was someone in music circles. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, they had like a, a under the table deal uh, cigarette so they to be seen smoking yeah. press releases, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just and they were given yeah. they were given heaps of free ciggies, and obviously they weren't allowed to talk about it, but did. Wow. Um, and yeah, because it was when you know, like not long after. They really smacked down on cigarettes sponsoring things, and so they would do subversive kind of shady CIA operation um, <laughs> sponsorship. Winds of change. Yeah, sponsorships of people, which is wow. so so wild. And like, I really wanted to get get on, but of course, they, yeah, didn't didn't manage to. I, at one point, I really wanted to be endorsed by Best Foods Mayonnaise, and I like I sent them several emails about getting merch, and I, I just heard nothing back. Yeah. Maybe I'll make my own. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while they used to have like the Winfield Cup and shit. That, I 
That's kind yeah. of funny. Really? Oh, what was that? Ho- yeah. Horse racing? Running? Was it league. running? Rugby league. <laughs> Track? Like uh, all sports. Oh, all league, sports okay. were um, were cig- had cigarette sponsorships. All the mm. big ones. It was I think huge. league players are significantly more attractive than rugby players. Yeah, maybe that's there are obviously exceptions to that, but I, I feel like there's much more running involved in a, in a league game, and they're like leaner <laughs> and they're kind of like halfway between wrestlers and dancers and like fuck yeah league league players typically have like bigger thighs and butts is that what <sighs> is that what yeah, it is maybe that's that's the factor <laughs> yeah probably yeah. do you probably do, do either of you guys um follow putty from um faf swag he, uh, i don't but no. I'm, uh, maybe i do I think he I might. his instagram man like he's he posts all these pictures of like a lot of Polynesian, but just a lot of brown, like, but real thick boys, like, super, super buff, like, gay dudes. Nice. And, like, nice. it's, it's, it's a wild ride for me as a straight man. I'm like, oh, right. Well, maybe I don't follow him because I feel like I'd be painfully aware <laughs> of that account, you know, I, if I did. I, I think but you would. Nothing's coming to mind, yeah. Yeah, he seems to be really tapped into to that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, that's funny. It's a good time, man. Um, Police have been out of control again. and Fucking hell. Yeah, like uh, at home and abroad. Um, Well, what's happened here? I didn't see anything here. So I think it was, I don't know if it was the same uh, police force. Well, I mean, it is because it's all in the same country, but I don't know if it's the same area. But... And I haven't looked into the details, but briefly, from what I understand, it was more of um, them taking pictures, like, which, taking pictures oh, of... yeah, up north. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they're like, we're not profiling anyone. It's like, well, you were, you know, specifically approaching brown kids. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I think this time it was like, so the first time it was young, it was youngins. I think this time it had something to do, like, it was more specific to older... Māori woman, something, but it's just fucking... Oh, so just like the most oppressed demographic in our country, that's true. Yeah, it's just fucking... Be, besides just being fucking creepy, um, I think illegal? Seems surely, illegal. Surely, surely. Seems illegal. I, I heard them talking about, like, with, with that first round where they were targeting kids, that, uh, yeah, it was the... It came to light because of the legalities of it, so it is, like, illegal, obviously, to target... If you're not yeah. taking general surveillance, there are loopholes for general, but you can't target people. And they clearly were targeting, like, there was a profile. Yeah. Was a, a demographic that they were honing in on. And yeah. uh, this is even more specific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gender, gender specific. I'm like, holy fuck. And, yeah, and so I saw a woman on Twitter talking about it, and apparently their response was, like, you know, a usual police one, like, ah, oh, it's human error, it's a mistake. And she was... What, what's the mistake? Racism. <laughs> like, oopsie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How bad? Oh my and, God. and she was talking about the, the hypocrisy there that uh, citizens, particularly people of colour, poor people dealing with the police, they're not allowed to make any mistakes. Like, they're not allowed to make any human error. And that, that kind of got me to thinking about my time working in youth justice in New Zealand. And, like, it's, it's a real hard thing to diagnose, but fetal alcohol syndrome disorder mm. um, is like real prevalent in youth offenders in New Zealand and really it, yeah really really prevalent Shit. man but hard to die hard to diagnose as well but it, so there wouldn't be like good stats on it but it's hugely prevalent 
And essentially, FASD is a brain injury. So, like, it impairs your cognitive function. And the really, the two big ones for young men in, in youth justice is it affects your impulse control. Mm. And it affects, affects your ability to understand uh, events in sequence. So, actions and consequences. And I so, yeah. So, I've seen it with young men who, like one case in particular where a young man had burgled a house and taken all the stuff. And then when he got caught, he was like genuinely surprised because he can't connect the events together. Yeah. And, and like, so that these are A, young people, and B, they have like a, a cognitive disability that affects their actions in a really profound way. And they get no fucking mercy or understanding. Yeah. They don't get to go in court and say, oh, I made a mistake. Even if someone's uh, vouching for them, if there's a professional saying, oh, they don't have the ability to make good decisions because of the... They get no mercy from the system, but police constantly fucking up and asking the public to be <clears> like, oh, yeah, well, our jobs are hard and sometimes we make mistakes. You're just gonna yeah, well, it's hard to be systemically oppressed and to be constantly profiled as a threat. Like, yeah. That's hard. Yeah. That, that yeah. is also quite a harsh reality, you know? Yeah, so on top of all that, you know, on top of the FASD, these young men are dealing with that as well, like living in over-police communities, the, um, what do they like to call it? The uh, unconscious bias, a.k.a. Race, yeah. racism. Yeah. Um, <sighs> It's fucking horrible, but it got me to thinking about, like... So, you know, the police are always doing this. And I was thinking about, like, other jobs. Uh, if, if, if they operated the same way as police, right? So, say, uh, say a subway operated the same way as the police. And you walked... Like, perhaps you walked up past the wet floor sign. Or they might just have suspected you of walking over the wet floor sign and just someone comes out the back of Subway and starts beating the shit out of you. Or, or like a parking warden, just you go, up and, you go up and you try and talk to them. Oh, like, sorry, I just one minute late. And they just, like, start kicking the shit out of you. Like, if this is... This is like how the, the... These are hypotheticals, right? These are, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, the, yeah. These don't happen because the only profession where this happens is the police. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And also, I think I must have been quite naive about how, to what extent, that the police was um, like a government or even para paragovernmental body. When it, in reality, I think it's it's quite independent as an institution, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's something I only realised in the last year. I, I, I've just been so naive about that. I mean, that's fucked. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Well, that that came up. How did that come up? Because I kind of. Yeah, I was under the same kind of assumption as well. And then something came up last year, I think, or this year, where it was... Where, where our Prime oh, it Minister... Was it was the guns. It was oh, the guns. Oh, yeah, thing. that's right. Thing. And yeah. the government just kind of being like, well, there's literally actually only so much that we can do. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I had no idea that <laughs> the police had so much legitimate independence. It's just fucked up. Yeah, these um, guys can't be left to their own fucking devices, clearly. No. Doesn't matter how much sensitivity training they go to. No, no. And then there was the the shooting in the states, like in a close vicinity to where George oh. Floyd was shot, while the trial is taking place. And then there was some fucking hell. 
And that footage is awful. It's yeah. horrible. But I'm so, kind of like classic. You're a cop because you didn't do so well at high school, let's be honest, okay? Like, if you did better at school, you wouldn't be a cop. Nah, yeah, they're giving dum-dums fucking yeah. murder weapons. You're an idiot. You, you brought over brains. You qualify as a cop. And there was, there was also some other, like, small degree of separation between Floyd and the, the young man that was killed this week. Really? And it, it was like, they're killing so many black men that now there's, like, like, slim degrees of separation between them as human beings before police murdered them. It's so fucking sad, man. Yeah, it's horrid. So awful. Oh, miserable. I feel like I want to die right now. I'm just looking for my notes to see if I've got anything positive in here. <laughs> ah, I do. Has, has anyone seen, I reckon this is a long shot, but has anyone seen City on a Hill? City on a Hill? City on a Hill. No. The no TV no. series. Dan? No. Okay, so it's, it's by um, uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Oh, they're quite good together. Argo yeah. and The Town. Oh, yeah, they're, they're not in it, though. It's um, Kevin Bacon's the main actor. He's kind of good in it. Yeah. But, um... Oh. He's, you hate him, Dan? He plays... exclaiming with desire? He plays like... <laughs> he no, plays, I don't know. <laughs> no one exclaims with desire about when Kevin Bacon's name is <laughs> oh, mentioned. Oh, the bag. <laughs> he has such an awful face, man. That's why he plays such a fucking good bad guy. But he's like a FBI... Uh, a rogue FBI guy, but something Is he I... a villain on this show as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, something I learned whilst watching this was um, that just any show made by Boston guys, guys from Boston, like the introduction of characters just goes like this. It's like, here's the toughest man in the world. He's from Boston. And then, like, the next character is like, oh, this is also the toughest guy in the entire world <laughs> from Boston. And just every single character. Like, Bostonians must have the most warped, like, sense of who they are. Like, I, I want to go to Boston now and just, like, go pick some fights for people because <laughs> I think any place that has such an uh, inflated sense of itself must be are they good. Irish? Is that Irish? In yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, so there's a... I already have a problem with, like, the Irish-American thing. Um, but, yeah, Boston is, is wild. Like, any TV show, it's just, like, every guy is the... Do you remember that school... Not that school, that show about a school, that Boston Legal? Do you remember that? That's, like, the same thing, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never watched I it. I love that show. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Or maybe it isn't good. I don't know. I was, like, 12 when I was watching it. It could be fucking terrible. Yeah, what's the what's the movie about the the gangster Whitey Bulger? Whitey Bulger, Dark oh, Matter, um, is it? Is, is doesn't it he Dark John, Matter? Is, is it John or Black Paul, Mass? Right? Yeah, yeah, Black yeah. Mass with Johnny Depp, not John. Yeah, Paul. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, apparently the uh, the UFC president Dana White was ran out of Boston by Whitey Bulger. Mm. That's really the, yeah. That's the rumor. I mean, I don't know who that is. I know you follow <laughs> yeah. UFC. I'm like, yeah. really? Oh, I can't believe it. If, 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 <laughs> oh, um, no. if, um, if I had my way, this would just be a UFC podcast. <laughs> Anytime I try and mention something, Dom is, is all over Oh, do, do you know what I started watching last week, um, mm. which I won't probably finish because I started it with my now ex. Um, oh. <laughs> um, is that uh, Luca Wadanino show, that We Are Who We Are. Have you seen that? No. 
So like Luca Guadagnino, the guy who did like um, a bigger splash, I am love, call me by your name, and that fucking oh, yeah. awesome Suspiria remake. He's done this like TV show, and it's it's so weird. The setup's bizarre. It's set in a like in an American army base that's in Italy, and a lot of it like follows these kids. Like some of them are queer, a lot of them are like um, a lot of them are black, and it's really good. But but mm. there was like. If you were watching it in a surface way, you could mistake it for like an off-brand Euphoria, but because of this, the weird setting where they're an American army base in provincial Italy, it has all these other nuances. Like they're mm. resented by the, the Italians who live in the area. Like they all hate the Americans. It's quite overtly anti-Trump. I'm kind of like I haven't seen any American media that is this anti-Trump and this artfully anti-Trump. It's yeah. taken this Italian guy to like you know <laughs> yeah right and make this like. Art house show about horny teenagers, horny queer teenagers. <laughs> That's like the most viciously anti-Trump thing I've probably seen in the last four years. It's good. Yeah, right. That would be it's really, really good. From what I can gather of politics in Italy, that would be quite against the grain, wouldn't it? What being overtly anti-American? Yeah, or anti? No, anti-Trump. I think Italy hates every other country in the world, don't they? Oh, and th- with good reason. It's yeah. amazing. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> Did you, like, um, just reminded me, at those, so those foreign army bases the states have all over the fucking world, mm. they'll have, like, grocery stores that have all American yeah, that, Well, how this show pitches it is that it's, like, you know, it's this contained little bubble and there's schools mm. and, there's, and there's parks and, and they've got a cafe and a bar and, you know, like, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. I kind of... Didn't realise, A, that it was such a common reality. Yeah. And B, that it was a reality that I would want to see. Yeah. I was, t- I was having a conversation that relates to this the other day about just how insane Americans are. And you might meet an American and be like, oh, they're real lovely. And like, they have good politics and shit. But just Americanism is, is so ingrained in them from birth. Even the most liberal yeah. ones still agree that yeah. they're living in the best country in the world. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It doesn't. Um, it's not up for discussion. Yeah, it's which, just drummed into them from such a young age that it's a complete given. Like the sky is blue. Yeah, which makes sense that for these army bases, they, they create a like little micro America in another country. For <laughs> it's and I just kind of like you. you like, what, what are they on that financial index? Are they a fully functioning democracy or are they a flawed democracy? Because I feel like if you have missionary-styled, like, satellites in other countries, technically against their will, even developed countries, like, that's, yeah. that's imperialism. I mean, how yeah. is that democratic? Yeah. There's, like, so many of those, like, American bases. Where's, there's a big one in Haiti where, like... Just all the local people are like, get this fucking shit out of here. Yeah, get and out it, of here. And it's just... I, it's, been there forever i feel sorry for hawaii i'm like fucking hell yeah there was uh, this came up this week this conversation of americanism because my girl and i there's this again sorry ufc there's this female fighter <laughs> rose rose namayunas and she seems like we loved well love loved her and she's fighting a Chinese woman this week, and she came out with just all this bullshit about, like... No. Yeah, ab- about her opponent, and, like, that she's fighting for freedom, and just... Oh, like, fuck up. Yeah. You're not fighting the fucking Communist Party, like... <laughs> no, but she thinks she is. But, but, oh. the, but the thing is, she has Lith- Lithuanian ancestry who 
by I, my understanding is limited, but they it sounds like they were pretty badly fucked over by uh, the Soviet communists. But yeah. the but that's not a that's not the Chinese Communist Party. A B like her opponent, we don't know anything about what she believes. Um, and but she's holding her personally responsible for these things. It'd be what? like, oh. yeah, it'd be, it'd be like the Chinese woman coming out and saying, "Oh, I'm holding Rose personally responsible for the the war in the Middle East and like the, <laughs> the million- this is for Iraq." Like yeah. Punch. yeah, but just the fucking blindness too of that to be like, "Oh, I'm fighting for America, which is good," um, and just oh. yeah, yeah also cool. like what. What nationhood is inherently good? Also, like on a on yeah an individual scale, do Americans sort of like dismantle the concept of nationhood, or is that something that they is that a blind spot for them just because of the mythos around America? Like yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's weird, man. Like yeah, any, any nationalism is gross, but then like more UFC shit there's a there's a Maori guy from New Zealand who comes out with like Tinoranga Tera flag and he like pukanas at weigh-ins and like delicious That's yeah delicious. speaks in Maori speaks in Maori after his fights and like uh, end of his last fight he tried to hongi his opponent and his opponent didn't really know what was going on so was, like, is he trying to hook up with me I'm like yes just do it do it do it all, all, all sweaty and bloody but and, oh my god and, I'm like hard right now yeah and as opposed to how fucking gross nationalism that's so beautiful what he is what he is representing is so pure and like just yeah it's very stark contrast yeah it's cool it's yeah. fucking cool very cool oh man I feel so dead today <laughs> fuck oh my god I just want to like set a building on fire or something I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Anyone in particular? No, I don't care. I um, think it's more ethical when it's indiscriminate. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, mm. I yesterday I learned of this crazy shit that happened in Melbourne. Todd's trigger warning. What? So in 2010, there's a podcast about it called Phoebe's Fall. Mm. 2010, this very wealthy guy. He's like a uh, celebrated event planner, like he does events for like world famous people and shit. From but oh, he's, yawn. he's from Melbourne, yeah. So he's in his forties, and he had a girlfriend in his early twenties, and she gets found at the bottom of the garbage chute of their apartment. So like, so fucking horrific, man. Like I won't get in because on the podcast they describe. How long was she missing for? A very short time. Okay. Yeah. But, um... Oh, my God. Was she in pieces? Was she dismembered? Her foot had almost entirely come off. And I think oh then... Because the, there's a compactor... Oh, I wasn't going to go into this because it's so, so gross. You always do this true crime shit? You're yeah. Like, without oh, fail. I'm, oh I'm, you got me into the janks. I don't give a fuck about true crime. And then I started uh, watching the janks. But it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, clearly, I love it now. So, she... So, yeah, like... I think from what they're saying, she hit the compactor, like nearly took her foot off some other injuries from it. Um, I should have done trigger warning at the start of this. It's awful. We, we can, obviously, with the magic of the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan, <laughs> Dan put in a warning. Um, the, she was alive. Oh, no. 
coming out of, but found dead. So apparently she was trying to find a way out. But anyhow, to the larger point, this guy's, I think both his parents, or at least one of them, were a really prominent judge. And the investigation was very, very sus. Like, the police didn't ask for CCTV footage. They didn't try and establish a time of death. Just all these things that are, like, regular procedure for... Is he white? Is the guy white? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, just to clarify. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a white, wealthy guy. Um, So you can figure figure where this is going. Mm. So... The coroner rules her death real so ambiguous, like not a suicide, but death at her own hands. So like, I don't know, she jumped down the garbage chute for fun or something. I don't, um, yeah, what, what did the judge get out as like a case in point, like one of the Final Destination movies? Fuck what, idiot, what it doesn't even go to a judge because the coroner uh. rules out foul play. So it doesn't proceed further. Um, I haven't finished the podcast yet, but 2018, this guy has another girlfriend die. No. And, and I, I don't know the details of that one yet, but I'm going to look into it. I was talking to my sister, who's a lawyer here, and I was just like, do you know about this shit? She's like, yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, this is fucking insane. This guy needs to go to jail. Yeah, he needs to go to jail. That yeah. guy needs to go to jail. Or... Wait, so you're telling me... Okay, I didn't even re- realise you are relaying a podcast to me. You're saying mm. this, this is another po- po- true crime podcast, like another one that's detailing events that are unfolding in real time. Well, so the, the first woman, Phoebe, she died in 2010. Mm. The second woman, I believe, died in 2018. I don't know anything about that second death yet. I'm looking, but, up, I'm looking it up now. What's his name, the guy's name? Uh, Aunt... Uh, what was his surname? Ant. Um, so her name, oh, Ant, Ant Hample. Ant Hample? Yeah. Like a Hample at P-L-E? H-A-M-P-E-L. Oh, Hample. Ant Hample. Boy, he looks so okay. gross, man. <clears throat> Does he? Is he not even hot? Ugh. No. I mean, yeah. not that that would... Justifies. He looks so. awful. The the first I haven't seen the picture of the second woman who died, but the first woman who died is really beautiful. Uh, appears his um oh yeah his his event management company is open till day today they close oh, they close at lovely. five. So he and fuck the the website is just his name. So he appears to have not taken too much reputational damage. Well, I'm looking now, there's some new story here from 2016 where his sister says, made a, fo- a Facebook post that was a photo of Ant and his deceased partner, the one from 2010 in a shoot. And she says, one day the truth will come out. So perhaps Ooh. the sister knows what's, what's what. Yeah. And is frustrated at, um, you know, a clear misuse of justice or whatever. Yeah, from... from- oh, wow. From what I'm hearing in this podcast, he sounds really fucking guilty. Here we go. Um, Melbourne model who died just hours after breaking up with boyfriend ruled to have killed herself. Is that the second one or the first one? That's 2020. Oh, yeah. So that's the second one. Because, so, mm-hmm. yeah, the first, the first girl as well, like, uh, sounded like their relationship was nearing an end also. So he just can't have people... He can't have exes. Yeah. 
which I understand completely, but I'd never, <laughs> I'd, I'd never murder someone over it, obviously. Oh my god! Why yeah. couldn't you just dox them like a normal incel cat? You know, why does he have to kill them? Yeah, Jesus. So, but I guess you know that thing, right? Of like these really horrific crimes, often like are committed by people with insane privilege who just presume they can get away with fucking anything. Like that's awful. You like you learn to appreciate that that the fact that you'll probably never, you know, you've never experienced resistance. The world's never said no to you, so why don't yeah. you start doing doing so even after you commit a double homicide yeah and a, and it would appear that that presumption on their part plays out in their fucking favor yeah Fuck, that's just hideous that's like similar to this i watched um i've been watching all the 30 for 30 docos espm ones and last night i watched the lance armstrong one oh yeah oh, and i don't care about that he took some drugs to win mm. the bike race who cares you know what i mean like fuck yeah but nah, so yeah, that's kind of always how I felt about it. I was like, I don't fucking yeah. care, man. But the now I understand, because do you remember like a very intense kind of feeling of vitriol towards him, right? And you're kind of like... No, I don't. I've re- never gave no, a fuck about no, any kind no, of sports. No, personally. But there was. There yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So yeah. publicly, like there was this very huge kind of visceral feeling of that. And so... Watching the doco, I understand it now. It was because, like, all his charity work appears mm. to have been, like, a cynical prop to shield him from, um, from being exposed. Was the charity work doing good, though? Like, were the charities legitimate? Yeah, I think they did, like... So it was because he survived testicular cancer, so... Um, oh, then I care even less. I'm like, what is <laughs> I was taking drugs, and he was also doing some amazing charity work. Like, yeah, <laughs> but you watch you you watch this doco man, and he is a fucking prick. Like he's just a straight up asshole. Oh, like, is he a prick? Yeah, like competitive. Just nothing will get in the way of winning. Uh, yeah, he yeah he did a lot a lot of horrible things to a lot of people some who might have also okay, been that's not cool i was gonna say like oh he's making choices and he's not hurting anyone no yeah you know then i don't care but if he has like stepped on people in yeah, well, quite horrifying ways to get where he is then yeah yeah well he's he sued all these individuals who's exposed truth about him so he took them for like millions of dollars and dragged them oh, dra- relax <laughs> yeah dragged them relax Dragged them through court and shit, and like publicly called this woman a whore, and like oh because he was, because she worked for their cycling team, and he was like used the word whore, and was insinuating that she was sour because of like intimate relationships she had had within those circles, and uh, but yeah, yeah, that's really not cool. That's yuck. And like on top of that, man, like I just fucking hate cyclists anyway, so. <laughs> I do not enjoy how they demand a certain sort of, like, recognition in the cityscape as if they were some sort of caste or minority group. I'm like, you are opting to get on a bike. You are not, you know, it's not a, a racial profile. Yes. You're not oppressed in any way. You feel unsafe on the roads. It's like, yeah, you're driving a car, a bike yeah. on a fucking road, okay? Like, they, yes, yes, cyclists might be worse than heavily tattooed people in terms of thinking they're uh, oppressed. Like, 
tattoo people... And do heavily tattoo people think that they're oppressed? Bro, back in the day, I saw this, like, kind of... I think it was before Instagram, so it was, like, Tumblr famous girl doing, yeah. a, doing an interview, and they asked her, like, this is... I'm not joking. They asked her, like, final question of the interview was, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? And she was, like, people being... Um, uh, did she say marginalised? I think she said marginalised for Aww. for being for being heavily tattooed. Uh, I was just like, was she as white as the driven snow? Of course, she was white. <laughs> <laughs> for, oh, I'm blessed. Which is a, another thing I've been so this idea I was fleshing out, and I talked to my cousin about it because I thought I should run it past a person of colour. Um, yeah. But I was thinking, because this is very prevalent in Melbourne, mm. but, um, and I think, like, perhaps as, so not so much so for our generation, but newer generations, yeah, it's more difficult for people to have a genuine experience of, like, culture or just an experience that shapes identity that's genuine and real, and therefore... And, like, Melbourne is just, like, this wholesale. Like, it's difficult to have genuine experiences and culture is pretty fucking dead here. And therefore, people, when they kind of find or decide upon an identity, they cling really tight. And I think from oh, that... yeah. Same yeah. in LA. Like, some, they'll pick something and be like, I'm a space cowgirl. And, like, yeah. that's it. Everything is space cowgirl. Yeah. And I think... Just picking an aesthetic and cleaving to it like a barnacle. Yeah, and I think from that springs a lot of this, like, obsessing over, like, really, really small details and a lot of policing of other people's identity and whatnot. Because you think about it, like, when you meet someone whose, like, identity is linked to, like... And it's real sad for people who are, like, trying to find something... Like, it's a real horrible thing, but I think when you... When you deal with people whose identity is linked to very real experience in their life, they're way more chill about shit, like like about identity politics and that sort of shit. They're like, ah, oh, that person did that? That doesn't really fucking matter to me. Because you know? they're not wading through, like... I mean, I mean, you know, that they, for example, won't be policing themselves to maintain that identity, like experience something different. It's not an aesthetic, it's something internalised, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like... Also, uh, what I really hate about this this climate they're in now as well is just how, like, you know, obviously identity is currency, which mm. puts us, makes us do all these heinous mental gymnastics where suddenly, like, things like trauma and, and you know, fucking... Or trauma and like systemic oppression or whatever to be able to, to regale people with those those sorts yeah. of experiences I have currency and our capital and it does make people even who have had validly traumatic experiences it does kind of force them to sort of ex- exploit or objectify themselves and that darkness yeah. to move through this world with any, any sort of like recognition yeah, more or, or equal treatment. It's so fucked. Yeah, more and more so, people are kind of like treating themselves as a commodity or a product, right? No, totally. I know it's it's fucking. It's I mean it's weird, but also, you know, we're so I think we're really really transitional at the moment. I just think yeah. the ideas that we've had about selfhood, um, ideas that we've had about privacy. You know, we are there's kind of like a real sort of 
lagging implosion of of a really 20th century way of thinking about ourselves, you know, and, and I, I think it's overdue. I don't, for, and as a really arbitrary example, cities have basically looked the same for the last 50 years, you know what I mean, since the New Deal, the end of the Second World War, and for whatever reason, I'd like to think it's because our experiments in having the private sector sort of run everything inefficiently mm. has, has been just that, inefficient, you know, it hasn't, yeah. it hasn't worked. It's a failed experiment. We need to, like, correct that quickly so that, <laughs> you know, we can get back on track. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I can't even remember what I was saying. Transitions. We're transitioning. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also I want to kind of hold back and not make any sort of value judgments just yet about what's happening and what we're becoming. I feel like it's it's maybe just our role to kind of observe and tally at this point, and then we won't know whether ways of our ways of being right now and our ways of operating this intense networked way of operating that we have we won't really know if it's been either good or bad until much later down the line when we can sort of tangibly see the results right yeah that's the most optimistic thing anyone said on this podcast in uh, uh, <laughs> 25 least, minutes <laughs> at, at least several weeks um, that, <laughs> that makes me feel good but like to just continue to gripe and bring the mood back down, I was th- thinking about this and trying to flesh it out in my head. And then I was like, oh, the only people that have ever tried to lecture me about oppression have been like middle class white women. Mm. Like a, per- a brown person has never like tried to like lecture me about oppression or fucking you know, tell me off or police me about that shit. Well, that's also labour as well. Like, that's labour, you know? Yeah, like, the onus yeah. of education shouldn't be on yeah. that person. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, yeah. we, we all live in the same fucking world. Like, yes, yeah. obviously, this networked way of being that we have right now creates echo chambers and, like, insane blind spots. But yeah. um, ultimately, we are all living in the same world and we should all have an equal interest in learning as much as we possibly can about that world so we can make informed decisions as we move through it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some people's self-imposed prisons, even if they're gilded ones, are just much harder to break out of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, when I or say... Or whatever. When I say lecturing, I don't mean, like, constructive conversations, which I've had plenty of with, yeah. with um, people with genuine experiences. Um, but, yeah, like... There's been there's been three occasions I think in my life where I've met a middle class white woman and they've met me and instantly accused me of pretending to be poor. <laughs> like, <laughs> as happens. Well, how long have they known you before they no, come just to this conclusion? Like on the first minutes? on the, the minutes. Yeah, yeah, minutes. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, really, really fucking. Were you wearing Birkenstocks? Because I mean, that's that is, that's uh, a fair call. <laughs> No, just just no. dressing how I usually do. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fucking hilarious. It's too funny to be offensive, you know? Like, it's definitely the face tattoos. This bitch is making a call about the face tattoos, surely. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But three, three of them. Um, do you guys miss Prince Philip or...? Um, I had to be... <laughs> in, avoid. In to- I had to be informed of who he was exactly and what his role was in the, in the castle. Well, I don't know. Yeah, he had sex with the Queen, I guess. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. <laughs> but did you... They never seemed, like, to be inextricably linked in the media or anything, eh? They kind of seemed no. to be very separate identities. Like, I, I don't know at what age I knew that that was the Queen's husband. I just thought he was... Well, I hardly... I doubt that they would have had as much agency... 
like getting together as you know younger younger more modern royals have you know I, I, mm. I'm assuming that they were told to marry and they were just like yeah this is how it is I mean fuck maybe they've only had sex one time per the number of children they've had you know as an as an obligatory thing maybe they fucking hate each other yeah like like one of those ceremonies where it's like oh you, you gotta make a child cause yeah, I, yeah. like he's Gloria Bale is that what you yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he died at 99 years old so you gotta think the time when it's amazing he was a young man was such a different time in the world and to think he had no no filler, no Botox, no nothing. It's like, sure, they can afford it. The royals could afford it. He, yeah. He, he looked, looked like that talking tree on Pocahontas by the time he went. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He looks like, I reckon that's that's probably the most awful I've ever seen a human being look. Yeah, like. I know. It's like, like that. It looks like bad cosmetics from a B-horror film. It's bloody you, Prince Philip. You see a picture of him and you're just like, instantly your first thought is like, that person shouldn't be alive. Yeah, oh no, he's not okay. He's like, <laughs> someone get him a water. <laughs> he's <laughs> <on> an <laughs> Give that guy a Barocca. Um, <laughs> should, should fix it up. Barocca some CBD oil. And like, <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Um, oh, I actually think, can you imagine being either of those two, like the Queen or Philip? Their lives must be so fucking weird, man. Crazy. I bet they checked out decades ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh. Yeah, how could you do that for, you, for your un- entire life? Entire like, life. Kept, kept in a cage. I bet yeah. they had to, to, to survive. They're probably like dissociated literally decades ago. Like Thatcher era or potentially even earlier. Yeah. I'd, man, it'd be... I guess it will in future and like little bits have come out. But imagine like all the dark sorted behind the scenes stuff that is kept hush hush in the world. No family. darker than anyone else's family though, but obviously they just do have the nah, it would could be a bit darker thing. though. It would it would be darker. Well, it'd be more incesty depending on where you live. <laughs> it would be darker. A bit more murderous. Yeah. It, <laughs> it'd be darker but because where where there is like suppression of your like normal desires then usually, you know, people oh, oh, Sam's gone. Oh, yeah, suppression of your normal desires turns seems to turn people onto oh, no. more sinister things. Right, Dan? Yeah, I, I do Whoa. think there'd be more skeletons in their family closet than ours. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, wow. Fuck, you're so natural, man. You just get yeah, straight in with Sam. Oh, yeah. you got to say something real horny now because he hasn't... Oh, no, it's not happening. He's oh, been building up to that all episode. Um... I guess that's long enough. Should we just eulogise DMX quickly, though? Yeah, I was just going to say, did we mention, had he passed last week? Yeah, we, last week. Before we podcasted? Nah, after. Yeah. Do you remember, I can't remember, it was a few episodes ago, but I was talking about watching that doco and about how beautiful. Yeah, yeah seeing him, yeah. Yeah, and his life was so hard. Like, yeah. it's real sad, but I guess he did like, pretty good. Like, he lived to 50. He was definitely very... had a big problem with drugs, but... You don't see many 50-year-old um, free bases. Nah, so I guess he did okay. Mm. Very sad. Rest in peace, DMX. Um, yeah. Another point of interest is... Uh, oh, I think it was like a year ago we started the podcast back. True. Yeah, I got a, I got a reminder this week, so... 
thanks to the re- <laughs> thanks to the remaining listeners, to you, Dan, for your long suffering and patience. Thanks and sorry. <laughs> I guess, um, yeah. Thanks to Dominic somewhat, and um, thanks to our new hosts, but especially the listeners and uh, most especially the patrons. Um, if can we do a hypothetical for if podcasters were allowed to work with the impunity that police do mm. considering here that we're 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 presuming podcasting is a real job i guess it would be like if someone gave us some feedback we don't like we'd just like kick down their door <laughs> fucking have them struck yeah just home invasion uh, just uh unsatisfied listener yeah. Uh, I guess that's all we got. Next week, Dom's going to be back fresh off his um, thespian adventures and pray with some fucking dog updates, I imagine. So, yeah. fuck, podcast's not the same without a chili update, eh? No. Nah. <laughs> What's the point? It's heaps fucking better. Um, all right. Goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, Sam. <laughs>